Well, hello and welcome to Noah's Window. We're continuing our journey through the Christmas story, and today we're finally going to wrap up Luke chapter 1. So we're going to jump in in verse 57, and this passage is about the birth of John the Baptist. So let's read a bit here. When it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had been very merciful to her, everyone rejoiced with her. When the baby was eight days old, they all came for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted to name him Zechariah after his father, but Elizabeth said, No, his name is John. What? They exclaimed. There's no one in all your family by that name. So I find this interesting right here. So they used gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. Now, we remember what happened to Zechariah. He can't speak, but as far as we know, he can still hear. It's interesting to me that they start to use gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. He motioned for a writing tablet, and to everyone's surprise, he wrote, His name is John. Instantly, Zechariah could speak again, and he began praising God. Awe fell upon the whole neighborhood, and the news of what had happened spread throughout the Judean hills. Everyone who heard about it reflected on these events and asked, What will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was surely upon him in a special way. Then, in verse 67, Then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. I find it interesting as we read through this. Notice at the beginning, he's praising God for the arrival of Jesus, who has not yet been born. But let's, let's read here in verse 68. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty Savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant, the covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. So all of that is in reference to the arrival of Jesus as the Messiah. We've been rescued from our enemies, in verse 74, so we can serve God without fear, in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. I just want to stop there for just a minute. I think in modern America, we want to be freed from all that ails us so that we can just run amok. And then as Zechariah says, um, we've been rescued from our enemies, so in order that we can serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. So the desire of his heart is to serve God without fear, not to see how much he can indulge himself in, but to serve God. I think that's noteworthy. Um, and now we're going to jump into 76, because now he's directing this prophecy to his son, John. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High, because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide us to the path of peace. So, John is born, and after he's born, when it's time for the circumcision, all the family and friends come for this big occasion, and this is the time when they pronounce the name. And, of course, they all assume this long-awaited, this miracle son is going to be named after his father, but no, um, Elizabeth says, no, his name is John, because the angel had told Zechariah his name was to be John. And then we have the account of Zechariah's tongue being loosed. But I love when he gives his prophecy the Holy Spirit speaking through him, and he talks about the coming of the Messiah. Um, there's, there's prophecy within that that had to do with right then. There's prophecy within that that has to do with what hasn't happened yet. Um, <laughs> I'll give you an example, verse 74. We have been rescued from our enemies, 
so we can serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. Now, I don't know if you know much history of Israel, but um, that little line right there hasn't been uh, fulfilled yet. Israel still has many enemies, many enemies, and they still uh, don't are not able to serve God without fear. There's still fear, even today. But that time is coming. It is coming. We That's in the future. Um, so it's, this passage is so rich, and yet we haven't even gotten to the birth of the Lord yet. But this passage, I hope you'll dig in and, and pour over it some and look for the nuggets that jump out at you because there's so much here in the story of the birth of John the Baptist and Zechariah's prophecy as his father. Now, what I want to talk about mostly today is um, the unknown. Now, Zechariah gave this prophecy, and it's all true, but what he didn't know was that some of this he would not see in his lifetime. Another thing he didn't know is that his sweet son, who was going to be the forerunner of Jesus, would die at the hands of a wicked king. There are many things he didn't know. You know, um, that doesn't make any of this not true. It's all true. But there was a lot there that he didn't know. Whenever we're pursuing God's will, we need to do it with both faith and courage because there are many things we do not know. Um, So, what we don't know, we don't know. But what we don't know, God knows. And I know we've mentioned this before, but, um, you know, a lot of times we would like to know the future, or we think we would like to know the future. And sometimes when we reflect back, we wonder, if we had known the future, what would we have done? Um, Very often, Mark and I will have the conversation about if God could have let us see the future, uh, 20, 30, 40 years ago, um, how would it have affected us? And, and my first thought is I'm so glad he didn't because I don't think I could have dealt with the anxiety of dreading the difficult days. And I think I would have had a hard time truly believing the magnificent things that God has done. So I, I'm glad that God unfolds the future one day at a time and that as he unfolds that we can trust him with that one day at a time. And that his truth is not hanging in the balance just because we don't get to see in our lifetime some of the fulfillment. Many of us won't, but some of us will. We don't know. That's one of those things that we just have to trust God with is some of the things that we know we don't know. But we can trust him and we can pursue God and his will with courage and faith. And I hope that'll encourage your heart today to continue to pursue God but do that with courage and with faith and trusting Him for the tomorrows that we don't know, but we can trust Him with. Let's have a word of prayer this morning. Oh, Father, thank You so much for giving us the Scripture so that we can look and see how many miracles You have done and how You have fulfilled prophecy over and over and over. And that gives us even more confidence, forward looking, Father, looking to the future as we do look forward to the time where we can live without fear, that we can live our lives serving you um, in holiness and righteousness, free from our depravity, free from outsiders that want to harm us and uh, shut you down. We're looking forward to that time, Father. We know that day is drawing closer every day. It has to be getting closer every day. And we're so thankful, Fathers. We look forward to that. For every person who's watching or listening today, I just pray that you would be very close to them, be very real in their life. And Father, there's so many who have um, urgent needs. And we need your hand. They need your hand to touch them and heal them, to make provision, to give guidance, to give wisdom, to give comfort for those who have suffered great losses even this week. Father, we just pray that you would comfort their hearts as only you can. 
help us as a church family to um, minister to those who are hurting uh, effectively. And I just pray that you would uh, have your will and way in all that we say and do for your glory and honor. And we're going to thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing and all that you're going to do. And thank you, Father, that we can trust you with what we don't know. And there's so much we don't know, but we do know that you're a good God and that your love is unfailing. And that as you hold the future, you have a plan that's always for our good. And we just want to thank you for that, Father. For all these things, um, we pray for your glory and honor and in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope this has been as, as wonderful a journey for you as it is for me, and I hope you had your Bible out. We're going to be jumping over to Matthew next and digging into where he starts into the story, and I'm looking forward to us digging in even more tomorrow. See you soon. God bless.